All right, it is January 4th, Thursday, 2024. We're uh, passing the prayer list around just kind of talking. Um, that man asked when he, when he saw that one video of the plane coming in, he said, uh, this is in advanced frames. Is this sped up? They said, no, this is real time. And that pilot said, no, it isn't. He said that aircraft would not stay together at that elevation doing that much speed. It's not made to withstand it. So if his word means anything, and then the video of the nose cone coming out the other side of the building there, and one of the, that was pretty much a dead giveaway to pay with a chin strap. And then the claim that one of them hit the Pentagon. And um, you can go on Rumble and CNN, Judy Woodruff and Jamie McIntyre. Jamie McIntyre on the scene. Well, I got behind the wall over here, and uh, yeah, you can see the damage to the Pentagon here. It's still burning on the inside. It's a big gaping hole, and he's walking around with his cameraman. He said, what I don't see is any uh, parts of an aircraft of any kind. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so guess where you don't find that? You don't find it on Google's YouTube. They expunged it, mm-hmm. but and then you can look at the uh, pictures on Flickr. They have uh, overhead pictures of right after the blast. There's, there's, you know, they want to say that a, a, a Piper Cub might have done as much damage. To be honest, you know, say that those two other planes took both of those buildings down in a controlled demolition. That and go on Rumble and. Look up World Trade Center Building 7. It goes down at 5.19 p.m. No airplane. There's a little fire burning on the top floor, and Dan Rather's talking. He says, I had a small fire on the top floor of World Trade Center Building 7 here. I'm sure the NY, or FDNY, they call it, the fire department, will be over there and get that out right. Thing comes straight down while he's talking. Dan Rather said, that looks like a controlled demolition. And, uh, of course, that's what it was. Then they realized they had a problem. That one dude that owned those buildings was in on it. He got several billion dollars worth of insurance on them about six months before the 9-11. Uh, he, he goes to the cameras after everybody starts seeing that. It went viral. Like, why did this building come down like this? He said... It was so damaged from debris falling from the other towers. It has so much damage, I just told them to go on ahead and demolish it. Okay, it takes many, many days mm-hmm. for them to come in there and set up those charges for a controlled demolition. Weeks and weeks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole lot longer in about five or six hours. So, uh, Knowing that, getting permission to do it. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Because it takes. Like, Ten years to even build a building in New York because of the red tape to start building. So many people died there as innocent firefighters that they do not care about. But and, and George Bush knew about it. Mm-hmm. He was totally in on it. And to my dismay, I voted for that man twice. I voted for his dad. There's no Democrat Republican thing anymore. There hasn't been. Yeah. Uniparty. It's a uniparty, and them globalists. Um, Masonic, Masonic, uh, skull, skull and bones. Skull and bones, yeah. Uh, it's a Masonic. I mean, that that is. Uh, it's 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 satanic, yeah. and, and George Bush 
is in that, mm-hmm. and John Kerry is in mm-hmm. that, no. and um, <clears throat> no, it cuts both both sides of the aisle, you know. Um, well, if you're above thirty two or three degrees, you know what's going on. If you're below, you don't. Yeah, they recruit from those mm-hmm. lower echelons and decide whether you might want to try to live forever in your mm-hmm. flesh and blood body because they got they got some ideas. That's one of the things. But I, I watched the video of this guy that had been amazing. He'd been above 30-some degrees, and an English guy, and he was divulging the, this whole thing. He's written a book. It was like 40 minutes long. And he said that uh, the one thing they do is the grandfathers bring their granddaughters in there and show them what life is about. And they actually... Yeah, they showed pictures of them. They come in, they're like in wedding gowns and with their grandfather, and the grandfather molests them. And that's what they do. He said that. Well, I hadn't heard that. You know, this stuff is all being put out on podcast right now. Yeah. And we got to be careful what we say. They may lay a Hellfire missile on this little building right here. I'm ready to go. Me too. Wait a minute now. I'm ready. Not all. Bring it on. Not all of us are quite ready. You're not ready. You're ready. Well, I, I still have some things to well, do. Well, nobody wants to die, but I mean, if you're going to have You just reminded me, Bob, they were asking this family on on 60 Minutes, I guess it was, they were, you know, and they believed in the rapture, and they, you know, it was a Christian family, and asked that teenage girl, uh, are you ready for the rapture? Do you want, you want to go to be with the Lord? And she said, well, not exactly. I'd like to finish college first. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Don't threaten well, me for, with a good time. That's why. Well, the, the preacher was talking about uh, talking to the children down front. He says, "He says, how many of you guys want to go to heaven?" There, and one little boy didn't. He says, "Don't you want to go to heaven?" Yeah, but I, I thought she was getting up a load for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cute. Pretty cute. Yeah, I've heard that many times. <laughs> oh, I was teasing. Ted there at his birthday party, his 90th birthday party, and he just hadn't aged. He's just the same. He said, oh, well, you look, he's 90. 90 in a week. And the waitress said, uh, oh, so it's your 90th birthday today. And so I said, no, well, it was a week ago. Ted said, yes, sweetie. Just listen. Uh, and said, uh, yeah, it was a week ago, Ted said. And I said, yeah, we... Uh, we wanted to make sure it was going to hold before we had a party. <laughs> <laughs> you need something? Uh, when you put Larry McCoy on there, make sure you put Sam on there. Okay. Every time I hear that name, I think of Kentucky. Kentucky. Like Hatfield McCoy's? Yeah, I was in service with Larry McCoy. Oh, okay. Okay. It was very strange. We became good friends. And then when I was... Birds of a feather. <laughs> was it, was it two shop over in Hazard went over to Harlem to do radio work and I actually ended up I asked this old country store if they knew Larry McCoy never heard of him <laughs> that evening when, when I come off the mountain went in there to get uh, a sandwich something to drink back in the back it was dark you couldn't see it very hard to holler out my name <laughs> So he was introduced me to the people there. Had to go with him up on the side of the mountain to his home, meet all his family. He was in service with him. Nice. 
<clears throat> well, the prayer list has been passed around, and let's go ahead and join hands. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for this assembly. Your Holy Spirit with us, two or more gathered, and praise your name. Somewhere out there, Lord, a man named Warren is driving the truck. And I pray that he would come to reason together with you. I pray that he could understand the things that he needs to in order to make the right decision about his eternity. Our children and our grandchildren, all of them. Philip, who lost his wife, Thelma. That's Philip King. His wife passed away. Marcos for his son. Gail, Janice, Ruby, that's our prayer warriors. They read this list, they listen to this podcast, pray with us. Marta, Charles, and their family. Uh, Forrest and Christina, they're getting their lives started as a married couple. Vassie and Linda, and John and Ruby, listeners to the podcast, friends of the Bible study. Her first responders, police, fire, rescue, all of them. Uh, Bob's son, Mike, for peace and understanding concerning the loss of his sister. Other unsafe family members that uh, Bob knows from up around Jersey. Uh, the folks in Europe and uh, there in the Middle East. And God, we hear a helicopter, which most of the time that's a medevac, so let's pray for the person needing the airlift. That, uh, Staff would tend to them only in the way that you'd have them tended to. May they understand, God, that you love them and that you care for them. And if they put their trust in you, all will be well. For uh, Brittany, Larry McCoy, for Allie down there in Greensboro, all veterans, we pray, God, for... uh, Israel, peace for all the Middle East. And Gordon, there's a, you added something. Uh, Daryl Blankenship. Daryl Blankenship for his needs, Lord, what you know. Other lost loved ones, protection for President Trump. Israel, America, Eric, Rex, Ted, John, unsaved family members. Again, for our country. All these in this study, and all these in this home, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sometimes that's a police helicopter, but I can tell you what it is right quick. We don't play for no police helicopter. Well, I will tell you what, uh, here it comes. Highlands Emergency Air Rescue. That's what that is. That's an app called Flight Radar 24. It's pretty fascinating. So, um, I was just going to put something out here just for discussion in the short term here. And that's in John chapter 7 where Jesus, he goes to, uh, this Feast of Tabernacles. Verse 10. But when his brethren were gone up, they went he, then went he also up. 
I might need to back up a bit. Let me start at the beginning of this. I don't know why they put that header right there in this book. Verse 1 of John 7. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now, the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren, therefore, said unto him, Depart hence, and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up to this feast. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. <clears throat> when he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. Verse 10. But when his brethren were gone up, then went he also up unto the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him. For some said, He is a good man. Others said, Nay, but he deceiveth the people. Howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now, about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. Now, this is a seven-day affair, this tabernacles. Actually, the first day is a holy day, and then there's an eighth day that's another Sabbath, and there's, it's, it lasts seven days. The, the, they stay in these little rooms seven days. And you see that in Leviticus chapter 23. <clears throat> so he's going up into the midst. It's, it's you know, on... On the third day, about halfway through the third day, I would have to assume, <clears throat> in the midst of the feast, he went up into the temple and taught, and the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Why go ye about to kill me? The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil. Who goeth about to kill thee? Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and you marvel. Moses therefore gave unto you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And you on the Sabbath day circumcise a man. If a man on the Sabbath day receives circumcision, that the law of Moses should not be broken, 
Are you angry at me because I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day? Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. I like that very last verse. Christ is like, have some common sense. That's the way I take that. Have some common sense. But he does go. He didn't go at the beginning. And uh, I was talking about this earlier. Um, Deuteronomy 24 and 5. When you find these folks that say, oh, it's a pre-wrath rapture. It's a rapture at the end of the tribulation. Now it says in verse 5 of Deuteronomy 24, When a man hath taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year, and shall cheer up his wife, which he hath taken. I told some of those folks I was debating this with on Twitter, <coughs> Leah got a seven. Rachel got a seven. Is the bride of Christ going to get a three and a half? <laughs> right? No, she'll have her seven. The pattern is there. Okay, the seven-day feast. Well, the first year of the tribulation, after the rapture, Christ isn't going to war. He's not being charged with any um, work. He stays with the bride, with us, and cheers us up. That's what it says in Deuteronomy. Um, just having him around would certainly cheer you up. Uh, but one thing it mentioned about that, that Rachel and Leah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Jacob worked seven years for what he thought was going to be Rachel. Robert, and he got tricked. But he turned around and said, I'll give you uh, Rachel, but you got to work seven. But you go take care of her for, what was it, a week? Yeah. And then you can go yeah, ahead and have week. her that you got to work for. Yeah. Isn't that funny how that works in Judaism and Christianity? <clears throat> Considering that Rachel was Rachel a Jewish. Rachel represents Christianity. Yeah. Uh, Leah, did, Leah, Leah the Gentiles. Rachel represents the Jews. Yeah. But Christ goes up in the middle of this feast, which you assume is about the three and a half day point. Mm-hmm. And he, what he does then is he, uh, you know, and in the tribulation, when are these sealed judgments popping open? Um, probably long about there. Uh, he comes to this feast. It said at first he did it in secret. But then he goes up and he starts teaching. In about the midst of the feast, he went to the temple and taught. <clears throat> so, does he engage humanity mid-trib? Um, and there's a pattern here in this tabernacle thing. If the tribulation is coinciding with tabernacles but uh, this is seven years not seven days so you know there will be um, there will be a lot of time for the Antichrist to set up the chessboard like he wants it 
and to do a lot of things and <clears throat> and people will be uh, rejoicing. I'll be marrying, giving in marriage, buying, selling, building until the day that he takes his bride. But then trouble comes. And um, I think from the very beginning of the seven-year tribulation, many people are going to know. The foolish virgins, they knew. They knew what they had missed. Many others will know. And they're not, the, they're not part of the bride of Christ. They may, many get saved in the, in, during that tribulation time. And, and know better than to take the mark of the beast. The Bible is trending. Uh, Twitter's a pretty popular forum. And since Elon Musk shut 90 plus percent of the censoring down on it, you know, I could go on there right now and it'll give about a half a dozen things that are trending. And almost every single time you're going to see the Messiah you're going to see uh, the rapture. I see the rapture a lot. People are talking about the rapture. Uh, people are really thinking about um, the fact that they need to make peace with the God who made them, and they're getting curious about things. And all of us can, you know, give an answer for the hope that lies within us. And, uh, you know, just a lot of folks, they just need that thief on the cross salvation. They're not going to have time or probably not the interest initially to do anything <laughs> other than get saved and pray and read as much of the Bible as they can. I see these things on Facebook. Oh, don't forget to go to church on Sunday. You get your tail end out there to church on Sunday. I'm like, what church? What church are you telling me I should go to? that's a real important thing, right? That's almost like telling a young single man, go out there and grab your wife. Any of them will do. Um, no, this is important where you're getting taught. You know, you need to be being taught by folks like Earl and others in that church out there. Anybody ask me about a church around here, I say that. Fellowship Baptist. Because they don't put up with bogus doctrine. And now there probably are some other decent churches. I just don't know of them. But uh, I can tell you a handful not to go to, but I'm not going to put it on this recording. But uh, anyway, that's all I had. Um, just just thought maybe I'm seeing something, maybe I'm not. <clears throat> but that seven-day tabernacle's feast, Christ waited to what appears to be the three-and-a-half-day point halfway in, and then he starts teaching. And... Um, what do you think about that, Earl? Well, it's a good point. I, you know, I just don't hold to the view, and I know he may be right, that tabernacles represents the rapture. Mm -hmm. Okay. One thing that puzzles me is uh, <coughs> as soon as the rapture, you have the marriage, the marriage, the marriage of, of the Lamb, and then you have the feast, the marriage feast. Okay, if the virgins are raptured, how do they get into outer darkness, half of them? If they're in heaven, I mean... You well, see, I if, you're raptured, if you're raptured, now if that represents the rapture, 
When does the, the the judgment seat of Christ appear? When does it happen? Probably at the rapture, right? Not at the rapture. It's another, it's another it's event. Certainly, short, shortly after. And, and we, all we can do is go as time. See, from between the rapture and the marriage of the Lamb, right. the judgment seat of Christ happens. Now, that may happen very, very quickly. Now, that, that feast, uh, the wedding feast, is a long, drawn-out Now, the wedding, what, let's talk about that for a moment. Mm -hmm. What's the difference in the marriage and the marriage feast? Now, it's the same Greek word. They both mean the same thing. But in Scripture and in context, they're not the same thing. According to the old traditional Jewish wedding, right? No, in, in, in the Greek language. Okay. The, the feast and the ceremony is the same, is the same word. But now, when does a marriage take place? I'd say at the rapture. Not necessarily. It takes place in heaven after the judgment seat. Uh, the judgment seat happens right after the rapture. Now, we can't put a time period on it, going up and doing this, you know, but it happens before we get into the marriage. Mm -hmm. Now, when does a marriage ceremony or the, the marriage supper, when, where is it at? After the wedding. Where at? Here on earth. I agree so with you. You think it's on earth? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it would have to be after the return of Christ? After the return of Christ. I'm going to show you why. Turn to Revelation 19. <clears throat> now, uh, Jerry, a lot of people will teach that the marriage supper is in heaven. I do uh -huh. not agree with that. Well, that's what you hear all your life. That's what you heard all your life, yeah. right. Uh, Revelation 19, verse, uh, verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come. Now that has come is in the aorist tense in the Greek. In the aorist tense, aorist present. And that means something that has happened in the past can never happen again. Now this is the second coming. Now, when has a marriage happened? It happened in heaven for the seven-year period, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 8, And to her it was granted to array in fine linen, clean and bright, and fine linen is righteous acts of the saints. Of course, we know a lot of places we know that. Then he said to me, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And on it goes, who, who's the one that's called? That would have to be the people that have had their, their, their wick lit and ready. How about the Old Testament saints? Yeah. Now, friends of the bridegroom, we read about. Now, when when are the Old Testament saints resurrected? At the second coming, when he comes back to earth. So, if the marriage of the Lamb or the marriage of the Lamb was in heaven, these people couldn't be there because they didn't. They wouldn't have their bodies, glorified bodies. Gotcha. Number one, it's uh, has made ready is an Irish tense. That means something that happened in the past. Can, can never happen again. You y'all you, ever see that word any, any used anywhere? It's not like present or past or, but it's an aorist in, in which verse is that? Seven. 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 Has made ready. Made ready. That's an now. In other words, just put it in plain English. That would be in the past tense, right? Wife has made herself ready. Has made herself ready. That would be at the marriage of the Lamb in heaven. Ready for the wedding, right? Ready for the ceremony. When you guys or whoever got married, you had your wedding in the church, right? 
your ceremony or reception was not at the same place. Right. And the ones that came were the invited guests, right? <clears throat> so that's the same thing going on here. Now, the marriage supper, it's not clear. Some people believe it's the first half, the first of the millennium. Mm -hmm. Some people believe it lasts a full thousand years. I can't be dogmatic about that. I don't know. There's that curious place in Luke 12 that he tells them, um, to, uh, verse 35, let your loins be girded, be dressed, and your lights burning. Be dressed and have your lights burning. The Laodiceans were naked. The ones that didn't have their lamps burning were the foolish virgins. He said, And you yourselves, like unto men, that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, and, you know, he's told Laodiceans, I stand at the door and knock, that they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. This is another another dinner for tribulation saints or the ones who weren't ready, their lamps weren't burning, or the lay of the sins, but they understood. This is how I take it. They understood what had, ha had happened, what had taken place. They had missed uh, the, the, the marriage. They had missed being part of the bride. Mm -hmm. You can miss the marriage supper. That's what, uh, or the rather the wedding. You can miss. You the, can miss the wedding. And now go and read. And we've done this before. Um, yeah. Uh, let me. It's escaping. Where's that? First uh, Corinthians chapter three verses ten through fifteen. He's had just about too much to drink already. Who's this? <laughs> Okay, read that right slow, and I'm only buddy in a time or two. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. Now, what's the foundation? What's the true foundation? <coughs> Christ. Now, what kind of a foundation do we build that building on? I mean, we we are in Christ, right? And that's going to tell you in a moment. But what do we build? Is it to self? Or is it to Christ? Okay, go ahead. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now if any man build upon this foundation of gold, silver, precious stones... That's to God. That, that's glorifying God. Mm -hmm. Or wood, hay, stubble. That's glorifying us, okay. the flesh. Okay. Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day. The day is the judgment of a seat of Christ. Yes, the okay. being a seat. Shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Mm -hmm. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Okay. If any man's work shall be burned... He shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. Now, these people you're talking about that marriage, missed the marriage, it's, that guy represents them. He's, he's in heaven, he's going to be saved, but no rewards to begin with. 
and he misses everything else. Now that's just for a thousand years. He he won't miss eternity. There's a lot of different um, categories. Oh, absolutely. A lot of different. Yeah. yeah. What about what about the person that uh, you know, like it says uh, uh, about one King Ahaz, not Ahaz, but one of them. It says said he was righteous before the lot of the Lord, but not perfectly. Who you remember that? Daniel. Yeah. I forget what king it was, but in the Old Testament, it was talking about he was righteous, but not perfectly. You know, well, uh, are we uh, righteous? Are we perfect righteousness? Well, no. I, I'm not. I mean, if you got there, I mean. <laughs> I think what it was saying was he tried to do the right thing, but he didn't quite make it all the time. Well, that's true. That's us. That's us, completely. Yeah. Us. Uh, now, you know, you, you can carry that over to Solomon. And you know, yes. were Solomon saved? Absolutely. I'm not so sure. Really? I'm not so sure. Well, the Lord let him write a lot of the Bible. I have to believe he was. Yeah. Of uh, course, I believe Pontius Pilate saved too. That's a whole later discussion. But I might go with you on Solomon. But I'm not so sure about Solomon. You know, when he went to the witch's window. Yeah, but he's a guy that's Saul. Face to face. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was Saul. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm talking about, I was talking about Saul and not Solomon in that yeah. game. But okay. uh, what Saul was, was told by um, Samuel is, you'll be with me later today. That's true. Mm -hmm. So he got Now, that. Solomon, I do believe was saved. I just oh. misspoke oh, the name. Okay. I just misspoke the name. Yeah. Saul, I, I question. Saul, yeah, I don't, I don't know about him either. We well, used to have a guy in the study. Uh, from Chicago, you know, um, he, he was the mafioso. Remember him, Bob? Yeah. Uh, he said, I believe that Judas Iscariot was framed. <laughs> he said, you got a lot of Bible reading to do, buddy. What are you talking about, Armando? Armando, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, didn't want to argue with, you didn't want to argue with that guy, though. No, no, no. Judas had a chance to make the right decision. Oh, absolutely. He, he, had, he got a little thing, attribute God gave us all. A mm -hmm. choice. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Revelation 19, you think it's at the end of the tribulation? Sure. She made herself ready to seven years for her to get ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you so really eight. Well, if you want to count that part, yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm just going to turn to, we're going to take communion, then we're going to have the study in Daniel. All right, I'm in uh, 1 Corinthians 11, <clears throat> verse 23, Paul writes, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it. And pause there. And Heavenly Father God, we pray asking that you sanctify these implements of your Holy Communion for your purpose and that every heart be prepared that none be taking this in any unworthy manner and that we understand the solemnity, Lord, of the Holy Communion, the representation of your body and your blood as we have the bread and we have the cup, we ask you, Lord, to sanctify these things for the purpose which we'll now use them for. In Jesus' name.
Catholics believe that becomes the literal body of Christ. Oh, yeah. I do not know where they get that from. It's called a transubstantiation. This is Reverend Welch's juice. You know, he was a pastor. Welch. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he wanted to, he didn't want to have an alcoholic wine in the church for communion. Because I guess sometimes somebody gets a hold of the whole bottle. And um, therefore, he figured out how to stop the fermentation. Well, the Catholics don't buy that. No, they use actual wine, which is fine as far as that goes. You sure? Heard tell folks in prison, uh, Use a little bit of grape jelly and stir it around in the water. Like a mini. You got some jelly. That's a little bread. One little. But it's twice. That's good. She's some sweetheart. I usually don't lay anything on top of my Bible, but I think this is okay. <clears throat> so, anyway. Um, he took bread and he, and he gave thanks and he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. time pray in your heart what if you were there around that table mm. that last supper after the same manner he also took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's pray. Father God, you know I believe in the healing power of the body and the blood. I believe, Lord, that blessings come to those who reverently take your holy communion. I pray I've done right in your sight. I pray, Lord, where my shortcomings are, you point them out and help me. We thank you for this communion. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. You hand to the bread, sweetie. It's actually really good bread. It was. <laughs> we can eat more. Yeah, I, if you want some more, I use some. Did, did you want some? <laughs> I use the stuff that was like in the ark. Did the you almond. want some? <laughs> oh, you made it like what was found in the okay, ark? Well, olive oil and honey and uh, almond. Anybody else want some more? <laughs> no. I... 
Anybody else want to That was good. It is great. No? I mean, So now it's Daniel 7, is it? Well, I want to get James up. James wasn't here. Does everybody remember chapter 2? Remember Nebuchadnezzar had this vision. And this big statue. Head of gold. That represents the Babylonians. The chest and arms, the Median Persians, which defeated the Babylonians. The, uh, the belly and thigh of silver, that was the Greece who defeated the Median Persians. And the two legs of iron, that's Rome, east and west. And it had ten toes. That's Now, the four of them is over. Past history. We are seeing the ten toes being formed right now in Europe and in other, and, other, and probably in America. But James, I want you to go. Do you know how why they were in the Babylonian captivity? They didn't keep the feast for. They didn't keep the tradition for seventy years or something. You understand that? Yeah. Okay. They didn't keep seventy years, not the feast, but they didn't keep the sabbatical year. Sabbatical, yeah. And what is a sabbatical year? Uh, now, if you don't know this, now this is what Bible study is. Yeah. yeah. It, when they, you can read the Leviticus twenty-five, I believe it is. When they come in, you, first seven verses, you can read that. So go ahead and, and read it. This is get this context down. Leviticus twenty-five. First seven verses. Sabbath years and the year of Jubilee. Magnifier work? I don't know. <laughs> I have the time. And the Lord spake unto Moses in Mount Sinai, saying, uh, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel. Uh, any... And say unto them, Yeah. You want me to read it since yeah, you got yeah, that? Yeah. Um, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you come into the land. Now that's when they was coming. I'm excuse me, but me. Okay. But that's when they was coming into the land out of Joshua and, and first come into the land. Yeah. They, they had a law to do certain things. Okay. Okay. And what they were supposed to do is work the land for six years. But on the seventh year. They would rest, uh, let the land lay rest. Right. Now, with that in mind, go to Second Corinthians, or Second Chronicles, verse 20 and 21. Hey, babe. I'll get you a pair of glasses there, James. Second Chronicles. What chapter? 36, 20, and 21. Honor of Sheila somewhere in the basement. <laughs> I'll get you another pair. Well, that says, and them that had escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon. who's he in this context? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, go ahead. Brother Nebi. Brother Nebi, okay. <laughs> Where they were servants to him and his sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. Okay. To fulfill the word of the Lord 
by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths. For as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill three score and ten years. That's seven, seven years. years. Now, if you want to see what Jeremiah said, you can go to chapter 25, verses 10 and 11, I believe. Now, remember the Jews in, in those days, if I told you I was going to be gone for seven days, or for a week, seven days, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in the Jewish world, back then, it could be, a week could mean seven days, seven weeks, seven months, or seven years. And what verses of Jeremiah? I think it's ten eleven. Moreover, I will take from them the voice of mirth, and the voice of gladness, and the voice of the bridegroom, and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones, and the light of the candle. And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment, and these nations shall serve the king of Babylon seventy years. Okay. So the, the reason they was in Babylon. They did not keep the sabbatical year. And God says, okay, you owe me 70. Now we'll get into that in more detail and get more confused when we get to chapter 9 because we can do a mathematical prophecy and show you the very day that Jesus rode into the Mount of Olives and proclaimed himself to be the Messiah. What you read just a moment ago in John proclaimed his time hadn't yet come. Yeah. Now, most people believe the, not, it was referring to his crop to the cross. Now we know the ultimate goal of Christ was the cross. I don't think that's what it's talked about, and we're going to look at that later. I think was, you know, when he in his ministry, he'd do a miracle, and they'd try to make him king, and he'd slip away through the crowd. Yeah. Now until he rolled over the hills of Mount of Olives, and he said, "If you don't proclaim me king, these rocks will cry." Out. So I think his time hadn't come. Is today he proclaimed himself. To be king. And that was the 173,880th day. Now I'm going to let you guys figure out what, Bob, figure that out, see where that came from. So, so when he rode in there and the, 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 uh, the, the leadership said, rebuke your disciples for saying. That's the Pharisees. Well, they, they said uh, he's trying to claim himself to be God, mm -hmm. the Messiah. Well, we know that can't be he right. He's claiming to be Christ. Mm -hmm. And they, he's either a liar or... Well, he's three possibilities there. He's, he's, he's a lunatic. He thought he was... He, he said he was, but knew he wasn't. He's a liar. He said he was and knew he wasn't. Or he told Lord. the truth. Yeah. He's Lord. He, he is who he said he was. That's true. Yeah. Now, we better be careful of what we think about him. Is he who he says he is? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Exactly. Now, James, the whole context of the, Daniel is the sabbatical years. Seven, in order to, to fulfill 70 years to begin with, how many, you got 70 times seven. How many How many normal years would have to go by? 490. Four, okay, just keep that in the back of your mind. Now, in Daniel 2, these four kingdoms has come and gone, except 10 toes, represents 10 nations that's going to rise up in the last days. Now, I want you to go to Daniel chapter 2, verse 43. Hey, babe. I go to my roll-top desk and grab a pair of those reading glasses that are tucked into the cubbies. Uh, James needs them. It won't take but just a second to, to read this. He just needs some glasses. 
He's not old enough not to see too many. <laughs> oh. Here, try these for a second. <laughs> what Zoom are those? But I want James yeah. to see this. And whereas thou showest iron mixed with murray clay, uh, they shall mingle themselves with the speed of men. Now stop right there. Men. Stop right there. Read that again real slow. That, that statement you just made. And they. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Who's the seed of men? People. Human beings, right? Yeah. Does that hold up the context? Well, whoever this they is, they're not human. Now, does that hold up in the context, James? They are the human beings. Verse 43. 43. And whereas thou... Sawest iron mixed with Murray clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Now, the seed of men is humans, right? Mm -hmm. Does the context support that? Well, who's they? Read that again and put AI in there. Just for curiosity. AI will mingle themselves with the seed of men. And I don't doubt for one minute that that's not what he's talking about. Thank you. Yeah, it's kind of alluded to in that book. Do you think there's a possibility that more fallen angels could do that? Well, or is that? <laughs> yes, I do. But go to. We're gonna get off base here. Oh, let's go wherever you say. Go to First uh, Corinthians chapter eleven, verse ten, and you can explain this to me. Now, you've always heard through the early church, women had to keep the head covered, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nobody never touches this verse. I know they don't, do they? For this calls out the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. That's a weird verse. Bob, explain that to us. Um, let's get into that chapter 11 there. Verse 10, you said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Yeah, it's a weird verse. And I would suspect the bad angels. Mm -hmm. Well, she, now when it says angels, you can just put in the angels, period. Bad or good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, angel is an angel. Now, are they fallen angels? Mm -hmm. They're sons of God. Mm -hmm. And they're good angels. Now, what I think is being said here, uh, Paul is saying, women, now in... in Back in those days, they said a woman's sex appeal to an angel is in their hair. Mm -hmm. And what he was saying is, women, keep your head covered. This could happen again. Mm -hmm. What That's happened true. in Genesis 6? Yep. Very possible. And you know, uh, it, it's also, even in our day, a woman with beautiful hair is very appealing. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I heard a guy talking today. He says in Genesis 6, you know, those giants on the earth, mm -hmm. and after this. Right, that's the after this puzzle. And a lot of people will ask the question, how did they escape the flood or get on this side of the flood? Mm -hmm. And this particular guy says it happened again. Mm -hmm. Would have to have happened mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you've got, um, you know, uh, Goliath, you've got Og of Bashan. That, right, exactly. You know, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And. And today, uh, there are credible accounts of abductions. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, oh, I got abducted by my aliens, and 
Um, now, I have not heard of any of them having children after mm-hmm. that. I don't know. But um, I, th- I know this. I watched a very credible thing of them put this woman on. She said, I went on some kind of a machine. And they set me down in front of a TV monitor and they wanted me to tell them if, the, if what I was looking at looked normal or if they looked like something was wrong. And she said the first little video was a man flipping burgers in his backyard. And he's just at the grill flipping burgers. And they said, does that look normal to you? And now this doesn't sound like something that would be made up. And I, it didn't seem like she'd made it up. And, and they didn't speculate on what was really going on, but I believe that these hybrids don't quite know what's normal. They do it wrong. And um, I too wonder, um, Jesus talking parables, I don't think they can sort out a parable. Probably not. You know? Uh, well, do you think that fallen angels that are uh, still wandering around, not 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 demonic spirits that are trapped on earth, but fallen angels are still Sure, I working. do. I do. Okay. Except, with the exception of the ones that did have sex with the women. Right, they were locked up. Mm-hmm. They were locked up, but the others out there, who's the guy uh, that fought, that Gabriel had to fight in Daniel 10? Yeah, the Daniel. king of Persia. Yeah. yeah. No, well, yeah. Had to be some it's kind a of a, an angelic entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And very well, strong, is, because Gabriel couldn't get through. Isn't there know. a narrative in there where David's brother killed the last giant. Uh, 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 not David, but uh, yeah, David's bro- David's brother. David killed Goliath, but David's brother. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I the, forgot about the that. other giants and supposedly wiped them out. Well, they're not large now. They they they'd stick out like a sore thumb. I know. And with technology, it, size doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's uh, well. No, there's an account of one that they found in, in Iran, Iraq, rather, okay. that the in the mountains or somewhere living. Yeah, and he was like uh, like ten or twelve feet tall. It took like cannons to bring him down, and they shipped him out of there, but all secret. But uh, that could be yours. You, we don't know what to go with. Mm-hmm. You know where they took him? There's been a bunch of sightings recently because mm-hmm. I, I I follow people. Actually, I saw the videos. And they, they look pretty convincing. I mean, large. Now, James, Daniel is not chronological. The first six verses is. That covers the whole seven years in captivity. Now, chapter 7 through 12 is visions and other things that people had had within that time period. Now, we're going to go to chapter 7 and study it for a few minutes. Now, that's the very same vision. Well, I say the very same. It's not the same vision, but it's a vision covering the same time period, which Nebuchadnezzar had, Daniel had, 50 years later. Now, chapter 7 and 8 goes between chapter 4 and 5. Is that confusing? Mm A little bit. Okay. Now, remember, chapter 7 through 12 is not chronological. It's things to happen within that seven years. And what chapters 1 through 6 covers that 70 years. So the things that happened 7 through 12 had to be back in that time period somewhere. Okay. So chapters 7 and 8 happened between chapters 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Are you still, are you with me now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, remember what Nebuchadnezzar had, this vision of the four beasts. Now, 
I'm going to ask you this question again. How many kingdoms that has ruled the earth entirely in, in, since creation? Can you name them? Now we know the first one. I know you're going to know it. Egypt. Who defeated Egypt? Now they had a conflict back and forth for several years. Assyria. Oh yeah. Who defeated Assyria in, in Nineveh? Babylon. Babylon in 612 BC. Who defeated Babylon? The two legs, or the two arms. Rome. Medes and Persians under Cyrus. Who defeated Cyrus? Alexander. Alexander the Great in Greece. Who defeated them? Romans. The Romans. Who defeated the Romans? They're still out there. And that's probably what's going to happen in the United States. I think so. We're on that paradigm. And that's probably what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the United States. But now, in chapter 7 of Daniel, it says, In the first year of Belshazzar, now see, we was talking about Nebuchadnezzar. This is 50 years, or 52 years, I think, to be technical, after chapter Who's 2. Belshazzar? It, he's the king of, uh, of, of uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Now, I want to throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. He's always mentioned in chapter 5 of, of the set. He's going to make Daniel third mm-hmm. in power after he handwriting on the wall. Why is he going to make him third? Why wouldn't he make him second? So that was... Because Nebuchadnezzar's still alive, right? No. no. Uh-uh. He, he's, he's been dead for 14 years, I think. Okay, he got a son... No, well, he had two or three sons, but they are not included in this. Belshazzar was not the king. Never was the king. His father, Nebuchadnezzar, was the king. But Nebuchadnezzar is never mentioned in Scripture. You've got to go back in history and find this. And he was always out of town somewhere. So that's the reason Belshazzar had to make Daniel third, because Belshazzar was second. Okay, I got you. In the first year of Belshazzar, the king of Babylon. Now we'll get to that in more detail when we, after the rapture, after we, you know, we'll be gone. <laughs> had a dream and vision on his head while on his bed when he wrote down the dream, telling the main or the head facts. Daniel spoke, saying, "I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven." Now that's a, talking about the providential invention of God, and. It could mean the four, north, east, south, and west, but in, in, whatever it was, God was intervening in human history. Now, the great sea means the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Now, we, we're going to see from Scripture, most of the issues is going to be held in the Middle East. Now, it's going to cover the whole world, but most of it, and we can see that taking place, or can we, right now. Is anything going on in the Middle East? <laughs> Possible Psalm 83 war, maybe. Mm-hmm. Possibly. But I believe before Psalm 83 actually happened, and this could be before Magog, Gog and Magog, is Isaiah 17 1 has got to take place. Somebody read that and just get us in contact. Uh, that's the destruction of Damascus. Yeah, that's what it is. Just, okay, let, let him read this, and, and then we'll talk about that for a moment. You want to 
You want to read it? One of y'all? Go ahead. <clears throat> the burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. That means it will never be inhabited again. Mm -hmm. Now, where is Damascus today? Syria. It's the capital of Syria. Are they fighting in Syria? They are. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I'm a firm believer. One day, I don't know if it's tomorrow or next day or next year, Damascus is going to be totally destroyed. And that's going to lead in to these other things. You think you're right yet? I mean, irradiated or whatever? Well, it could be. It could, it, it could be nuclear. Have, you can't inhabit something that's been hit it, with it. It could be very possible it'd be nuclear. Once it starts, it's not going to stop. I'd say a half dozen Moabs would level it without going nuke. Could. But we're going to see in, in a lot of places it is nuclear. A lot of things that happen here is nuclear. Oh, goodness, yeah. But uh, whether that's nuclear or not, and it probably is. If I had to say yes or no, I'd say yes. Uh, Unless they come up with a weapon we don't understand yet. Well, lasers, I mean, they could have lasers just completely yeah. wipe it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, verse 4. Now, verse 4 actually covers two chapters, if you want to get technical about it. The first was like a lion and had an eagle's wings. That means strength and... Uh, uh, power, uh, both regal. I watched till his wings were plucked off. Now, who's that? Chapter 4 tells us exactly who that is. It's Nebuchadnezzar. Remember when he was walking on the the platform of his kingdom, look what a kingdom I've made? Yeah. yeah. And, and even that very hour, he was plucked out into the field. And made eat, eat like a, an animal. And he was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to him. And I think this is talking about his conversion mm -hmm. at the end of chapter 4. I'm a firm believer we see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. Yeah. Now, these other, Cyrus we may see. Belshazzar, no. Now, this uh, verse 4 is the same thing as the head of gold in chapter 2. It's Babylon. It lasted 87 years. And suddenly another beast. Now, remember in the Greek, there's always at least two words. And, and it, they don't mean the same thing. And another, it either means alos, another of the same kind, or therios, another of a different kind. If I told you, Jerry, to get me a pencil, just like that one right there, exactly like it, and you come back with one totally different, it'd be thirty. I said, wouldn't be the one of the same kind. Mm -hmm. But this word is another of the same kind. It's another beast of the same kind as in verse 4. And another beast like a bear, and that means power, strength. It was raised up on one side. In other words, it was, I'll call it top-heavy. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And they said to it, Arise, devour much flesh. Bob, who are the three? What's, what's the three ribs talking about? Now, I know you think, last time we talked about this, you said your throat was sore and couldn't talk. Totally. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Don't know who the three ribs are. 
No, I, I don't. Make it up. <laughs> uh, Manny, Mo, and Jack. <laughs> now, the three ribs is the three kings that, that beat the Persia defeated to get to power. Number one, now we know they defeated Babylon because that's in, in verse four. They defeated Lydia, and that's modern-day Turkey, or, or parts of modern-day Turkey, and then Egypt. That's the three nations they defeated in the process of time to come to power, as they were. Verse 6, After this I looked, and there was another like a leopard, which had on his back four wings of a bird. That's talking about speed. Now, if you study the history of Alexander the Great, he conquered the known world in, what, three years? Mm -hmm. Two and a half or three years? Very quickly. Very quickly. The beast also had four heads, and the meaning was given to it. Bob, I'm going to give you another chance. What's the four heads? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't mean to be put in the other spot. The four kingdoms. Uh, Lysimachus, Cassandra, Ptolemy, and Seleucus. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I know it was. I could see it in the eyes. Right on the tip of your tongue, right? Now, the two we want to talk about, or, or we'll talk about when we get to chapter 11 and other places, is Seleucus, which is Syria, and Ptolemy, which is Egypt. The other two don't play a big role in this. But that's the two we want to keep in mind. Remember, in but chapter... Ptolemy wasn't that Greece? Ptolemy? No, that's Egypt. That's Egypt. Ptolemy is Egypt. Took wasn't Ptolemy? he one of the big shots there that Alexander the Great put in charge? And wasn't... Um, the queen. Cleopatra was in. His, his daughter. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And now we're getting. Philadelphia is one of them. Uh, Philip Potter was another one. Uh, Bernice was one, or one of the women. Mm -hmm. uh, chapter 11, and when I taught it in Sunday school, I said, I made a brief 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given. Chapter 11 is a tough chapter because it'll bore you to death if you're not careful because the first 20 verses is history. The first last 12 verses is future and somewhere in between it's part, a little bit of both. So it's a tough chapter to get involved in. But we've got time. We'll get it when we get to it. And verse 7, After this I saw in the night vision and behold a fourth beast now, by the way, verse 5 is the same thing as in Daniel chapter 2, the chest and arms of silver. Mm -hmm. Chapter uh, 6 is the belly and, and uh, breast or, or thighs of bronze, right? Now, we're talking about here in verse 7, this is talking about the two legs mixed with the ten toes. After this I saw in the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong, it had huge iron teeth. Now that just means strength. Mm -hmm. It was devouring everything that it came upon. Mm -hmm. Now, another little a tidbit about these first three kingdoms. They was kind, and when they defeated a nation or a, a uh, civilization, they would leave their culture in place. When the Romans defeated it, they wiped everything out. It was their own culture that they, that they set in place. They didn't have anything to do with anybody else. Uh, is the fourth beast a ram? No, the fourth beast is Rome. Rome, okay. Now, a ram... You no, know I mean, in the stories, that's, that's Rome? Uh-huh. Okay, I, th I thought we were talking about the girl. 
Oh, now that's it. that shows up in chapter 11. I mean, that's the whole history that you go back and talk about how the Seleucid dynasty and the Ptolemaic dynasty fought against each other for 150 years. Mm-hmm. And who was caught right in the center? Syria, Seleucid is up here. Ptolemy, Egypt is down here. And Israel's, Israel's right in the middle. They'd go through and they fight. <clears throat> Israel was caught into everything. And that's why a lot of battles were fought there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the main one is the Battle of Carcassimus. And that's when Nebuchadnezzar totally took total control of the Babylonian mm-hmm. Empire. He defeated Egypt. And, and that's because his grandfather knew about the treasure. What was his grandfather's name? Uh, Belteser. Belteser. No, that was a great, great, great. His, his, his father's name was Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Now, okay, go to Isaiah 30, is it 39? 39? I believe. Is it? <laughs> we'll, we'll take a look at it and see. Ambassadors from Babylonia? Yeah. <clears throat> you want the whole chapter? Let's read this first couple of verses. At that time... Merodach, Baladon. That's his great, uh, Bob, that's his great, 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 great. Is that the guy that had a problem with me mm-hmm. meaning tickles? No, that was Belshazzar. That was the king at the present time. Mm-hmm. This goes back okay. <coughs> probably 80 years. 80 years at least. And what he did was show, showed Hezekiah the whole kingdom. You can read the whole chapter and it's, it's, it's short. Dan's talked this several times. About him showing that, and it made a big mistake. Yeah, well, wasn't real smart. Well, okay, let me say this. There's two things. You know, Hezekiah got sick. He prayed to God to give him some time. God gave him 15 years. years, Two things happened in that 15 years. God knew it was going to happen, by the way. Mm -hmm. And it was two of the worst things that could happen to the nation of Israel. One of them is right here. He showed the Babylonians the treasure of Israel. Mm -hmm. What was the second one? He had a son by the name of Manasseh, the worst yeah, king, king the worst king that that uh, Judah ever had. Yeah. You Ahab can Ahab was probably in the northern kingdom. Do what? Ahab was in the northern. Kingdom. Ahab, yeah. they wasn't any good kings in the northern kingdom. Well, no. They was just a very few good kings in the southern kingdom. Josiah was the last. One. Hezekiah was a good guy too. Right? Hezekiah was a good guy. We're over an hour on the, on the study, so if you, you can keep going until you get to a stopping point. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just stop at. Uh, did we get verse? We didn't get verse eight, did we? Not yet. We just get in and we stop right there. I was considering the horns. Now the ten horns are the same thing as the ten toes in chapter two. I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one coming up among them. Who's that? Antichrist. Antichrist. Now, in chapter 11, who's the type of the Antichrist in the Old Testament? Antichrist Epiphanes. He's the one that set up the abomination of desolation in 163 B.C. But this is talking about the main man, the Antichrist. And a little one coming up from among them, them the ten, before whom three of the first ones are plucked off by the roots. In other words, he's coming up within the ten nations. But something's going to happen, and probably the three of them is not going to obey what he says, and he uproots them 
and, and sets them aside or kills them or whatever. And he's the eighth one. He's the eighth one. Yeah, and the other seven voluntarily. Go yep. Yeah. Yep. And there was a horn which whose eyes were the eyes of a man, and the mouth speaking great things and words. Now, verses nine through eleven or ten is talking about the Jesus Christ on the throne and and the uh, Armageddon and ancient of days. Ancient of days. Now we we'll get into that next time. We'll stop right here. You know, you point out Antiochus Epiphanes is a type. Uh-huh. Of now he was a real person. Oh yeah, and uh, this goat in Daniel eight, I suggest, is a type of an end times power with the capability of crossing the face of the whole earth without touching the ground by the name of America. Um, and we will come into four if we follow that paradigm. That's just something to consider. You know, I think we're on short time in this country. I think we're very short time, but I'm going to say this before we get to it. I don't agree with that. Okay. But we'll, we'll talk about it. You may be I just, but we'll, we'll get into something that when we get to it. I think the ones that he's talking about is Greece. It's already happened. Well, it's, it says twice. It's for the end of days. The prophecy's mm-hmm. for the end of days, so that kind of connects it to another point. I, I think after the rapture, America is no more. Oh, it'll go all to pieces. Yeah. As will, I think, a lot well, of other nations. Want to be part of the uh, cabal over there? It could be. It could be. I mean, there'd be some power probably. Unless it was flat. Well, I, if America is not even shown up, I don't think in, in, in the Bible. But if it was, it is in the ten nations. And I think America could be, and I say could be, one of those ten nations. Mm-hmm. Tubal and Togama. Now, Tubal and, and uh, Togama, that's, are you talking about the... Uh, yeah, that's Greece. Gog and Magog, right? Is yeah, that, 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 that's Turkey, probably. Yeah, yeah, talk Tubal about Turkey. And Togama. Yeah, Togama is, is Turkey. Yeah. And Meshach and Tabal is Turkey. Mm-hmm. But that's a different issue, I think. It is. Okay. That's a different issue. Any questions? Yeah, we could go over this all night. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Bob, now you got you got to have a question because I put you on the spot two or three times. No, I'm I'm good. I'm. You so sore? You so sore? No, I got over most of that nonsense. Go <laughs> back over the, the. You started with Egypt and then who? who yeah, pick a different. Different. Assyria. 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 Not not Syria, but Assyria. Assyria. I next in with Assyria. At some point in time, so they became one, but they they totally in biblical terms they're two different places. Assyria covered Iraq, Iran, uh, Jordan, and all of those nations. And Assyria and Babylon overlapping territory. Yes, yes. Uh, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome in two phases. And then they end up and go right back to Egypt. Well, because remember, I forget where it is that uh, Egypt won't come up, and if they don't come up and worship, yeah, the tabernacle. Yeah, yeah, that's in the millennium. Yeah, that's the millennium. Zechariah fourteen. Yeah, <clears throat> but Egypt, as far as power is concerned, it's over. Yeah. Uh, so is all the rest of them, except Rome. 
Now, these ten nations are only going to last, at best, two, three and a half years. At best. You think the Pope is the Antichrist? No, I don't. I really don't. Maybe now, I do believe... The false prophet. Well, now, you, you may be onto something there. I hope that's not on recording. I believe the false prophet is going to be of Jewish descent. The Antichrist might be as well. I don't think so. There's too much evidence to prove that he is not. Syrian. Very possible. Whoever the Antichrist is, they'll have to look at David's DNA. They've got his tomb. And this guy's going to show that he's of the bloodline. And uh, so he'd have to be... So he'd be a fake Christ. They won't accept a... They will not accept a person that's not. But there's, there's a candidate on the world scene right now that could check all the boxes and his name's Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> Pretty close. And, he's uh, half Jewish. He's Jewish. Pretty he's close. Jewish. Now, he could be the false prophet. Yeah, he he's considered Jewish through his mother. Yeah. His, his mother's now, Jewish. Don't discount him. I don't. He's, oh. cer- he's certainly got the goods. But now when people is talking about is the Antichrist going to be a Jew or a Gentile? Remember something, there's two of them. There's the beast and the second beast. The false prophet and the Antichrist. One of them's going to be a Jew, other's going to be a Gentile. Or of Jewish descent. That makes a lot of sense. Ron, let me have you close. Father, we are thankful for this opportunity to come together and increase our wisdom and knowledge of you. We are truly blessed, Lord, that we can do this. Lord, we are thankful for this day. We are thankful for the meal this evening. We ask that you overlook us and you see the needs that have been identified in tonight's prayer list, Lord. Lord, we ask you to touch our hearts and guide us through the following week until we come together again. Keep us safe and keep us strong, Lord. In your heavenly name we ask it. Amen. 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 Well, people, I've enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yeah.